The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum, you are listening to Community Connect. Unfortunately, for the last four minutes, we had a bit of technical issues. Apologies for that. Um, but uh, we are you are listening to Community Connect and um, we have a great show lined up for you. It's kind of annoying because you have to start again from the beginning. Uh, but uh, I'm joined here with Akib. Assalamu alaikum, Akib. How are you doing? Welcome, Assalamu Okay, I'm feeling a bit embarrassed now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we have a great, sh- great show lined up for you, which will be about how successes should be measured, and that will be led by Akib. We have a second topic after the break, which will be about our take on TV, and that will be led by me. Uh, you can call us on 01582-481822. You can... Uh, no, so, oh, sorry, that's for texting and whatsapping. You can call us on 01582 481822. Uh, repeats of our shows are on every Wednesday, every Saturdays from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And we are now on uh, Spotify and iTunes, so be sure to tune in from there. Um, we have our... Uh, and right now, I believe we are at 21, 21 downloads on uh the actual platform itself for our, our podcast so let's try and get that up a bit because it's 19 last week so it means only two people have downloaded our show it's not really good um let's jump in with the hadith of the week so the prophet muhammad said one prayer in the masjid al-haram is better than 100,000 prayers elsewhere okay um that is a really important hadith so akib what do you think about it so i think it signif- signifies how important uh, Umrah and Hajjah because that's when obviously we visit the Masjid al-Haram and I think it's something that we should all not just only focus on trying to complete Hajj once in our lives but also focus on possibly doing Umrah multiple times that's, I agree with you completely there um, um, have you ever been on Umrah? Uh, I haven't uh, I think I have once in year 2 and I don't remember much from it because it was about 9 years ago but I can tell you what everyone else says, and that is really hot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but alhamdulillah, I just wish I knew a bit more and I was uh, more aware of what was going on. And inshallah, I'll get a chance to go again. And uh, now let's move on to the news of the week, which is the London and Dunstable Hospital say staff are thrilled over the 99.5 million cash boost. And this is according to Sky News. So hospital staff say the money will help fund a new five-story uh, five-story acute services block. This acute service, services block will then become home to a brand new intensive care unit and the main hospital buildings are old and they look tired and dirty from outside. The hospital sees around half a million people come through its doors every year. Like many other hospitals, the LND has been subject to huge cuts and the impact on staff has been huge. So once again, this information is sourced from Sky News. So, Akib, what do you think about this? I think it's good that they are getting this cash boost because, as it just sort of said in the article, um, a lot of hospitals, including Lundansman Hospital, are subject to a lot of, subjected to a lot of cuts. And we see that mainly during December time and during the winter months where hospitals can't really handle the demand. Mm-hmm. So having this cash boost is a good thing because it allows now, it sort of shows that the hospital will be able to maybe deal with that pressure uh, much more easily yeah i agree with you and if you remember there was um the whole issue a couple of years ago about the 
there was the hospital which got infected because the systems were outdated like they had a virus infected on most of the devices um i can't remember what it's called now i think it's called one and cry virus and this basically when it hides all the data from all the computers they hide all the data and then uh you have to pay a ransom in order to get get the data back and this is because all the software was outdated so i think they were using windows xp and this was in like 2010 past uh, closer uh, less than that and it just showed that how how much of a budget cut they had because they weren't able to afford stuff like that even stuff like windows 7 windows 8 etc and the fact that they're able to get this much money to help them build and improve this system i think it's really impressive and it's a great thing that we will all benefit from as well all right then let's move on we have uh, this new segment of our show which we have brought in because uh, we found that one of the ways in order to get the community connected see what i did there yeah. and one of the, uh, is by uh, having you guys interact with us so in as part of this new sh- new uh, segment we decided that we want to have this game so the game is simply the word linking game where you link one word to another another word to another and so on until uh, either you get tired or until and the, p- and the uh, one of the people take too long to respond and <coughs> did i explain that right yeah yeah i think so uh, and long story short uh, we decided that we want to try playing this game and if any of you guys do want to compete with us you can call us i keep the numbers um call us on 01582481822 yeah and then you can verse us and, and simple as so just to clarify on any vague rules the, we have a two second time limit to answer because uh, because if we take longer than that then it'll be a bit boring and the maximum game time if it's so if you were the full studio would be five minutes but since there's only two of us we'll reduce it to two minutes or three minutes two minutes two minutes sounds reasonable and we won't we're not allowed to repeat any words or use any uh, linking links that don't that aren't really clear so I could say sky and then Akib says bottle and in the even though it's there is no link there the word he could come up with like a personal story oh yeah this happened with me when i was little i hit my leg on a ball and i looked up at the sky <laughs> like it's not something like that something like sky and then a that's more of an obvious link so uh it's either lost man standing or until the timeline finishes so akib are you ready i'm not but we'll go for it <laughs> a good answer um do you want to start or should i you start i'll start okay um cheer table cloth dish 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 cloth oh good answer um cutlery plate uh, fork kitchen knife spoon soup uh, pepper P- uh, vanilla ice cream cold winter season summer Autumn Spring <laughs> Flowers Grass uh, Photosynthesis Science Biology Chemistry Physics Maths Subjects School Education Government Money Bank Bankrupt Criminal uh, Steel 
crime uh, fraud illegal activities sport exercise healthy unfit Oh no, I think I took too long there. Uh, that was a very good game. Oh my god, that was so stressful to think about. Yeah, guy. it didn't seem stressful, but it actually really is. It is really stressful, but well played, Akib. Uh, we're gonna play this game again at uh, after the break, so approximately 8.30, uh, 6.30, sorry. So if you do want to get involved, then be sure to call in, and then you can go live with us and play with us, and... Then we'll see who the true champion is, <laughs> the last <laughs> man standing. Okay, let's get on with the first topic, which is about um, how successes are measured. So, uh, take away, Akim. So, to me, uh, to, to generally in society, the way I feel success is measured is usually by um, your level of education and how much money you earn, mainly because of how society is so focused on someone's wealth. So I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Do you think it's necessarily like that, or do you think there's other ways of uh, determining someone else's success, which are seen quite broadly within society? If you ask me, I think necessarily it is seen like that, but it shouldn't be seen like that. That makes sense. So right now the society has, like you said, the general view of like which most people get peer pressured into believing is that Oh, if you have money, if you have education, you are successful. And you could possibly throw in a job there and say, oh, I have a job, so that means I'm successful. Uh, but if you ask me, I think success is composed of more than that. It's more about the your personal qualities, stuff like that, which people don't really think about. Because qualities are generally what lead to other things happening. So... I think if we look back at the roots, that's what's more important. The qualities, your past, all the stuff that's happened, rather than what's going to happen, if that makes sense. I, I agree with you, but I think also success can be um, uh, sort of looked at as to how far you've come. So I agree with sort of looking at the past, seeing how much you've progressed. So, yep. so you may be, say, not um, doing so well, say, education-wise, uh, say in year 7, 8 but then you make s- your progress that you make towards the end of year 11 is so great that although you may not be t- reaching top grades you're, you've progressed so much from where you were I would regard that as success so I think it's success should be m- m- measured by how much you've pushed yourself so for example if you start off with a million pounds and someone that starts off with 10 pounds if you end with a million pounds and the other person ends with um, 500 pounds off say after a challenge the person who started off with 10 and ended with 500 is more of success than the person who started off with a million and ended with a million because they've actually they've progressed somewhere yeah. I see what you mean but if you use that example of uh, the GCSE results if we at the end of the day if you look at it from a blank final result then obviously the person who got the high results is the winner but then when we look back at progression and then you see that oh this person progressed the most so they're the winner but it seems almost contradictory in a sense when you're congratulating one but then you're leaving out the other 
So if you look at success, and generally this is what tends to happen, people prefer one view of, over the other. They don't like the two views coexisting. So what tends to happen is they either focus on the end result or they either focus on the progress. And if you look at uh, places like um, when you apply for colleges, unis, jobs, etc., they usually look at your end result. They don't really look at the progress or this is how far you've come from where you started. So I think in that sense... When we look at the final result, that's what essentially matters. It shows how how useful you could be to some extent, if that makes sense. Yes, but also um, I know that schools, uh, when you have say we were talking about the education-wise, when schools um, have the results released, one thing that the government bases their rankings on is how much the students progress. And that's why it's, I remember in Chorney we had Progress 8 scores, I think they were called. I believe so. Yeah, so I do think, although society may be at the moment focused on what you have at the moment, I think it is slowly shifting to actually recognising the whole picture and understanding the sort of journey you've taken to get to that point. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think in Chorney we actually had two boards in our main office when you, as soon as you came in. So if you looked on one side, they would be... The, all the people with the highest results. On the other side, there were people who had the highest amount of progress. And I think that was pretty incredible because it shows the... It, it highlights the improvements of both. It shows how both are successful in, in their own ways. And if you look at it, essentially, and when you look at it back at society, almost everyone is successful in one way or another. But it's all based on personal like on your personal definition of success so i could say that i successful because he's made it out alive from a car crash or something like that but then another person could say oh but he he's doing less less well off than the person who's sitting next to him then you in that sense then he looks less less successful but when you look at his history he would appear more successful so i think it all comes down to individual perception yeah do you think that it, when it comes to success, we focus too much on materialism and the the actual physical object someone has, rather than say the spiritual side of it? Um. Yes, I think so. But it depends on who you go to, because once again, that's that's the annoying thing about society. Because everyone, uh, it's not really a bad thing. It's just that when you try and label society as one it's really hard because yeah. everyone's so unique in their own ways and they're so special that it's hard to group them all the thing is when you go to different people some focus more on the spiritual successes others focus more on the um, on this worldly successes but at the end of the day all what people really do is they look at your what they know about you and that's what they determine to be successful well at least that's what i think because if someone knows about your GCSE results being really good they would determine you as successful but if they don't know about your GCSE results then they wouldn't call you successful because they don't know what you're capable of essentially so would you say that it's also thanks to the exposure that you get that makes you successful yeah I guess because what I'd, I'd say that what determines your, you being successful is other people calling you successful, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You can't really refer to yourself as being a success. And the only way people 
will refer to you as being successful is because is if your achievements are put on show. I, I I would think differently. I thought that you can call yourself successful, and that's essentially the main thing that matters. Because you could say, "Oh, I'm a success." And then with that attitude, you could say you could become successful by simply by having the mindset. Remember when what we were taught like two years ago, positive, having a positive mindset, Akib? <laughs> I, I don't know, because what you may... It, I, I think if you regard yourself... I, I, th- I think it's hard to regard yourself as a success, because no matter whatever you do, you're always going to have something more that you can push to keep achieving. Of course, we're all human, that's genuinely what happens. So I don't think, I think you can only, and I think personally, if you have reached an achievement, you should be thinking about the next couple of achievements that you could possibly push for. And I think, uh, me personally, I think I'll get more pleasure out of someone else calling me a success rather than myself saying, uh, Do you know I'm successful because chances are I'm probably being quite light on myself. Whereas if someone else is saying it, then I know it's coming from them actually f- recognizing my achievements. Whereas, I, uh, obviously it's not for everyone, but I know myself that, say if I um, say do well on a test, I might be thinking, oh well, I'm really su- successful, but in reality I have all these other tests I need to do well on. But when someone else is saying, oh, you're doing really well in your tests, then I, I'm sort of getting uh, recognition from someone else. That and that it sort makes, of makes these be- feels much better then regard myself as successful do you think you feel better when someone else calls you successful because of the fact that they've grown up in such a different lifestyle to what you're used to they have such a different personality so the fact that even they acknowledge you as successful despite all your differences in personalities do you think that's what makes you feel more uh, uh more pleased when they call you successful i think it's more to do with unfortunately a lot of people uh, nowadays live to impress other people mm-hmm. and even when we don't do it intentionally when someone else does recognize what you do you do feel more happy about it and um, you can see it like in school where they give out awards the reason for that is because obviously when we when you do the right thing and you don't get recognized for it although you know personally deep down you're doing the good thing you do sort of feel like this is sort of unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish people sort of recognised all my hard work and achievements. But when you get rewarded for it, you feel, do you know what, I want to keep doing this. And I think it's just sort of human nature to want to be appreciated for what you're doing. So when someone else does call you a success, it sort of counts for more, I feel. Do you think so? I, because what I find is, generally when you complete a task which you're... Which you, which which you struggle to do personally then it becomes then it becomes that you value your own success more than uh, what other people say so let's suppose that uh, you helped with a movie or something and you helped write a movie if the movie turns out like if the movie is really hard to actually make that's what makes you feel more successful because of the fact that you made it through that hard come hardship but if it's really easy to do a certain task, but then other people call you successful because of how well it's done in its progress, then you'd call yourself. Then you'd turn to the public's opinion to call yourself successful because you found it easy. You wouldn't call yourself a success necessarily because you found it easy to do. But for that example, of say, I think I think it depends on what you're doing because if you're doing something for yourself and you feel it went well, then. I guess you are successful in that sense because 
you've done it for yourself and you're pleased with the outcome. Let's say the example you've given about, say, a film, you usually you write films and produce films for other people's, mm-hmm. uh, for other people to view and for other people's pleasure. So if they say, oh, that was a success, that was a good film you've produced, then I think only then can you say it's been a success because yeah. if you've produced it and say, oh, this is brilliant, I, I've, I've done a good job, but no one else is really liking it, then yeah, I think it's hard to call yourself success in that situation. That's true, but genu- do you find that when you're doing things for yourself, it's harder to call yourself a success? Yes, because I think that... it. I, it, I think you're always going to... Me personally, you're always going to try and do your best in every situation mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people always push themselves to do the best they can yep. so regardless of whatever you do you're always going to think do you know what? I've done my best and I've gave it my best shot so technically it is a success yep. but when someone else says do you know what? I recognise what you've done and I appreciate it and I think you've achieved well and I regard that as a success, success I can't even say the word <laughs> um, then I think it counts for more because other people are appreciating what you have done yeah, it's true, because generally when I do things for myself, I find that, oh, there's always this little bit, I have to fix this bit, I have to have one more thing that I need to do. It, it's not, this bit could be a bit, uh, could have a bit of a tweak to it. And all these sort of things, they just kind of make me feel like I'm less successful because I find that all these small things which could be better, even though they're not flaws, I feel as if they could be more efficient. It's something improved. Yes. More. So I feel that all those things kind of... S- chip away at the block and make me feel le- less successful if that makes sense I don't know if it's just me or who has that or generally the scenario is you feel more success from others because with yourself you have more to more to you can always improve on better the whatever you've achieved you can always build on it yeah so when el- someone else you're also always going to recognize that but someone else they may not see that and they're going to say oh well, what, they're going to see your final outcome and say, well, you're a success for that. Yeah. And join us after the break as we're coming down to our last 10 seconds. And we will carry on this conversation and we will have the game. So be sure to stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. This is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back to Community Connect. You joined with me, Akib and Abdul Saban. Before the show, we were talking about how do we determine success. Abdul, do you just want to quickly wrap up what we talked about? Oh, you're just going to dump it on <laughs> yeah. me then. I see that. Um, so yeah, before the break, we were talking about um, we were talking about our how should success be measured, and we didn't really come down to a conclusion. We just found we just analysed the scenario and we found that what tends to happen is that people uh, you find success more worth it when other people applaud you if that makes sense and they sort of appreciate what you've done and your achievements rather than yourself yeah and you find it better when other people appreciate you and and yeah I think that's the main thing so and before we go to the second topic Akib do you you remember the numbers? so you no he doesn't no I I don't remember (laughs) So you can call us on 01582-481-822 or you could WhatsApp or message us on 01, uh, sorry, 07779-481-822. Alright, and uh, we, b- we have this new segment of our show 
which is um, this game that we've introduced, the word linking game, where uh, I say a word, Akib says a word related to it, and and then we go back and forth. And just to repeat the rules of the game, uh, we have a two-second time limit, so uh, we have to say a word without going silent because then it just it becomes awkward. Uh, and the max max time in a full room would be five minutes, but since there's only us two here, we'll say the max time would be two minutes. And we're not allowed to repeat any words or or have any vague links. So, and um, yeah. So if you want to try and have a go, you can call into the studio. Uh, you've had like two minutes to try and call in. <laughs> and if you want to, if you want to play, go ahead and try. But. I'm just waiting for someone to call in. I'm oh, hoping they want to play. Gonna call in. Should we wait a bit longer? We can start a game and then if anyone calls. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so, uh, since I started last time, you can start this time. Clothes. Fabric. Conditional. Shampoo. Hair. Silky. Smooth. Rough. Hard. Texture. I, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what uh, was the texture? Texture, you could say textiles. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was a really short game. Do you want to have another go? Yeah, we'll have another go. Um, I'll start this time. Plastic. Food. Uh, burger. Fast food. Restaurant. Shop. Buying. Selling. Advertise. Uh, produce M- manufacture companies factories business uh, scheme project manager worker hierarchy uh, a leader society community globally international National Regional Countries Nations Global Do we say global? I think we so, said international Globally I think we so. said Oh Maybe we'll continue global um, ca- Counties Countries Oh sorry uh, we Oh we said countries uh, Towns Cities L- L- London Birmingham you got me there, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was... Uh, the game's actually really stressful to play. And you kn- you might not realise it, but this, this hard l- your mind goes blank when you get put under pressure. I don't know if it's just me, but... Um, so, what's, what's the score, Akib? Did you keep track of how many games you won? No. I, um, I think... I think you won two, I won one. Um, and we'll continue next week. Or if anyone wants to play in mid-show, then... Go for it. We'll try next week a different format of the game, yeah, just to see how it goes, and um, then we'll see. And next week we'll see who wins because we might have more people come in. Um, but anyway, let's go on to our topic. But before we do, I, I just have to get the disclaimers out there again that our repeats are on Saturdays at 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. We have our podcasts available on Spotify and iTunes to listen whenever you want and we are on facebook live we have two likes right now hold on let me just make that three we have three likes now 
uh, one of them which is me <laughs> and um, yeah be sure to get involved because this is uh, I think this is something that we all this topic is something that we all mm, which affects us all yeah. related to us all and this is about our take on TV so what do we think of TV um, so I keep question to you uh, what do you think on TV about TV do you even watch TV anymore not really and I think sort of t- that whole idea of going home watching TV sort of died out and I think there's a number of reasons one because obviously we've grown up in essence we've, we're now 16 yeah. that sort of doesn't really appeal as you say it may do to when we were younger yep. and also the ho- even to m- uh, older audiences the well, you can just stream whatever you want to watch on uh, online now so you don't need to really wait for a schedule on TV and wait for your favourite show to come that's true and um, I suppose generally the older you get the blessed you TV you watch especially in this day and age because as I'm pretty sure most of us have prob- a, a device within our pockets where we can stream uh, l- almost anything we want which you would find on TV well I say that but I'm not I can't really confirm it but that's generally the assumption that we have that we can watch and anything just by finding a streaming website or and it just becomes so much easy to watch it whenever you want and it because but generally when you think about it when you think about let's suppose something like football you'd watch that on TV though wouldn't you yeah I was gonna say the last time I actually properly watched the TV was during the cricket and I was actually like taking my time out to go watch TV. But usually, the only time I watch TV is probably when I'm having my dinner. Really? O- only when you have your dinner? That's pretty much it. I think in my household, it's generally my younger sister who watches it. So when I was her age, I would watch TV. So she's kind of taken over my <laughs> legacy. And oh, other than that, it'd be watching the news. Or oh yeah, I, d- I do. I watch. I watch the news, but I've. That's more. It's not ir- irregular? Yeah. I said when there's something going on, I'd watch the news. And something that interests me in the news. But, I'd but I suppose it. even when you have the news to watch, you could possibly do that online on social media. You could just breathe or an article yeah, on it read, instead. Yeah, so it's not, there's nothing that fully attracts you to sort of TV. And it, I don't think TV no longer has that sort of staple in our lives, where we say it did 10 years ago. Where mm-hmm. everyone would go home and talk, and the next day talk about their favorite shows that they watched that night. That sort of doesn't sort of happen anymore. Yeah, I suppose when no, I can relate to that one hundred percent. So when we're watching, when you're watching a TV series, you could be at one point in the series because you're watching it online, and then your friend could be a uh, hundred episodes ahead of you because they watched it on TV from when it came out, or it could be the other way around because generally what tends to happen is on TV they show it at a steady pace when you can watch, watch in your own time you could watch end up binge watching which is something that parents consider an issue especially in my household when you watch when you watch like 10 episodes which are all 20 minutes each if you do the math that's 200 minutes which is more than 3 hours of just watching TVs or of watching a TV series I think that's a really big issue especially with people of our age regardless of what they watch they just watch and watch and watch until their eyes kind of look like they're about to burst, if that makes sense. I don't really have that problem. You don't? I, I don't? I don't watch many TV series. Do you not? No. Um, I put my dad does, but I'm not too much 
not really into it. Uh, so you're more on the social media st- side rather than, I guess, yeah, the video side. So I don't know because I yeah, suppose now I never really thought about it that there are people who don't watch series because even I got into series and I'm not the sort of guy to watch TV series. But now that you mentioned it, there are probably people who um, who differ in, in a sense. But do you not keep up with any sort of series at all on TV? Not really. Me neither. But <laughs> uh, that poor TV. Like I feel as if. The biggest issue with TV is the lack of availability to watch in your own time. Yeah. Like, n- it's always put on at a set time, and it's always, always, you either watch it or you miss it. And then the repeats are always hard to find. You're like, when do I watch this? When do I know if, when the repeat's coming on? You could be at work, or you could just be unavailable. Something might pop up. There's always those issues that pop up. And I think it'd be much easier to just watch it on your phone. But the main the main issue with TV, aside that, is the is the fact that it's so far away in the corner of the room. Do you have that problem? Not really. I I don't really see that problem. And because it just seems so far away and it's so small, comp- and you can see more of your surroundings than you can of your screen. Do you not find that like? as a problem compared to you having your phone directly in front of your face? No, not really. Uh, for, for anything, it's better for eyesight. <laughs> it's better, but it's not necessarily more appealing, if that makes sense. Uh, because for me, I, w- I prefer having something up close so I can get all the details. But then when you have a TV, you're like, you miss all those small little things. You could miss text, essentially, that would be too hard to read otherwise. Um, but on a phone it could become much easier to read or even a laptop because a laptop is still much closer and it's got a considerably bigger screen than the phone so I don't know TV I just feel as if it's really far away and you have a small remote to control it yeah um, I don't really see that as a problem one problem that I see with TV is sort of the for me personally the lack of uh, good sort of shows that interest me because obviously everyone has their own preferences. Mm-hmm. But the thing about TV is it has to cater for everyone. So you're going to have shows that that are getting played that you don't really want to watch. So you may mm-hmm. turn on the TV and none of the shows really interest you. And the shows that do interest you are coming on later on or may have already come on. That's true. But when you are streaming and having watching in your own time, and uh, say on your own mobile devices, you can choose what to watch. And if you don't watch like something, you can simply just change it for something else. That's true. And you can sort of customise it to what you want to watch and what you want to view. Whereas on TV, it's just a set number of shows and that you have to sort of pick from them. That's true. Um, never really thought about that. Uh, but generally, if let's suppose the TV is on, right? You find a series that you're not interested in, but everyone else in the family is watching it. Would you sit down and watch with them? E- well, like I said before, I only eat, really tend to eat with my dinner. So I say my dad's put something on. And I'm sitting there having my dinner. I'll sit there watch <laughs> because I'm having my dinner. But other than that, then I no, not really. I think sometimes when I get bored, when I get really bored, I just sit down and the TV is on. I would sit down on the sofa and just casually sit down and watch until I get bored of the TV. Because I find TV as like the last resort sort of thing that you turn to when you have nothing else to do. When I was younger, that sort of that definitely was me. I remember I used to like daytime TV. I used to know. 
every single show. Yes. <laughs> During the summer holidays, I like learned every single show on every single channel. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I knew what time, what was coming on, what time, and I watched TV all the time. But as I got older, it doesn't really appeal to me because a lot of the shows. I don't really find interest interest me anymore. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I used to love watching TV. As in, my sleep pattern was based around watching TV. Yeah. So uh, I used to have wake up earliest of about six o'clock just so I could watch TV because there were these certain shows which I really liked. But usually I would wake up and only get to see the end of them because by the time I'm done going to the toilet, w- brushing my teeth, then it would turn to about six fifty, and the shows would be coming to an end. And I think I the this used to be before school as well because I could never go a day without watching TV before school. That's probably the highlight of my day, to be honest. Before school, yeah. <laughs> before school TV, that was a really fun time. But I don't know because even though I, I was so addicted to the TV, it just kind of died down. I'm not really sure when it died down. But for me, I think it died down pretty early compared to most people because streaming has only gotten popular so recently before that it used to be oh, uh, oh you're going to watch it you're going to go home and watch it this new episode and then next day you'd come into school and everyone would talk about it together but then but for me I found that the shows generally got less interesting as I got uh, older so it would become and this was at an earlier age so it would be it would like it would, I would say I would tell other people that I'm not interested in the show or watching TV at all actually, and then they would say what What do you do in your spare time? Then I'm like that's a good question <laughs> yeah. because TV would actually be a big hobby. If it, if if it wasn't for watching TV, I don't think I would have any hobbies <laughs> as a child. It's, it's kind of sad to think about, but that's the way it was for me. TV was an important thing which helped sh- helped crave my imagination and kind of set me forward if that makes sense and I sort of agree with you in the sense that I sort of when I stopped watching you it wasn't necessarily because the whole streaming thing it was because I generally just stopped enjoying the shows that were being shown because before that I used to watch TV for the sake of watching TV like I used to watch property shows food (laughs) shows I would just watch just (laughs) whatever was on and I would just watch watch it really even if it didn't interest me but even shows that I'd been interested in for years and years, even now, it doesn't really... I'm not... It seems so long, like, watching an hour episode of something just seems a bit... um, bit prolonged, so yeah, I don't yeah. really enjoy it, and I don't really like sitting there and having then to watch it. And I don't, I, TV isn't really for me anymore. And the thing about TV is that it can be so informative at the same time while being completely and utterly just there to procrastinate so you could have the tv on it would just be there in the background so the room doesn't seem lonely <laughs> or you could <laughs> or you could have it on and you'd, you'd be watching a documentary of some sort i think that's one thing that isn't looked upon enough the fact that there are documentaries on tv that people can watch so i know someone like you loves watching documentaries like you'd watch any- anything and there are documentaries that come on TV, but I don't believe that there are enough of them for to appeal to different audiences, because the TV, the I say, I say this is really limited, but but in actual fact, there's a lot of shows out there, a lot. But it's all about the fact that there's always different timings, 
all about things colliding that what you might want to watch two things at the same time but i feel as if documentaries don't really aren't really as prominent as they once were because people got less interested because cartoons were much more fun to watch i think documentaries are still relatively big but i think the problem is that say documentaries shown on tv don't really interest me personally and i think it's just uh, the cater for different audiences and say someone who someone like me who may be interested more in politics Mm -hmm. and understanding that sort of stuff i'm not going to sit there and watch a documentary on 1970s music or watch a documentary on the wildlife which may which may be shown because that might appeal to some audiences but say for me personally i that doesn't really interest me whereas i can go online and find a documentary about what i want to watch and what I want to understand, and then I can learn from that. That's a good point. The, this all is annoying because uh, TV used to have such big impact, but then as we look back on it, it just seems as if we belittle it so much, even though it had such a big effect on us. And still, I guess you could say it's the advancements in technology that kind of made us lose that appreciation for TV that it once had. And now that I think about it, how long has TV really been around for? Because you see movies that are, that still play today from 1940s, 1950s, and even though they're in black and white, you think, wow, TV has actually been around for much longer than the first smartphone has. So I believe the first smartphone was 2010, and everything before that used to be either TV, radio, etc. It was, it was much different back then, but they actually had... TV and they used to enjoy watching black and white. Can you imagine seeing through a black and white movie? I mean, if at that, that the time when that happened, there was no color TV, so it would be no different to obviously to us. It'd be very different, but to them at that point in time, it would be normal, I guess. Do you really think it would be normal because it's still black and white, and they it would just seem so. Even though it's new technology, it just seems kind of. Um, bland just having black and white and all the different shades in between mm, I think when you've got no other choice and you don't even know that colours can even happen that's on true. TV th- that does seem pretty amazing that's true um, I suppose um, one question that comes out of watching TV is some of the content that is played on it such as the all those reality shows and uh, game shows do you think that uh, they really appeal to as many people as as uh, let's say cartoons for example I'd say game shows and sort of comedy shows well obviously I'm speaking of my own Mm -hmm. view here but say game shows and comedy shows do because I remember say a year or two years ago one of the last shows that I used to actually uh, regularly watch was a comedy game show and I used to every week on a Friday at 9 o'clock watch it and that was sort of like be a sort of the way to end my week almost. Wow. And whereas, say, well, the reality shows, for me personally, I'm not mm-hmm. too fond of them, but obviously for other people, they may be, that might sort of interest them. Yep. For cartoons, uh, I do think it's ma- that's mainly aimed towards children. Obviously, you do have some cartoons which come on later on uh, during the day, which are sort of more to- targeted towards more mature audiences like adults and say older teenagers that's true but i think cartoons are more pushed towards children that's true um i don't i'm i personally uh, not i'm not really fond of the fact that they that 
all the old cartoons that we used to watch in our in our chat in our childhood they don't really get shown shown anymore or not as much so they there's a lack of ex- exposure with them and then if the, and then all those old shows that are shown usually what tends to happen is they get uh, remodeled and they get reanimated to into more sometimes they get more 3d or they get refined it seems much different for me who a really nostalgic nostalgic person i feel i like having the classical sort of thing so it's the thing i grew up with so all those old shows and then you see it all in 3d now it's like what this is completely different i don't like it yeah and does that happen to you yeah um i remember there's quite a few cartoons i grew up watching on and then i say over the years and they would like remake them and it was just like completely different and it's just, it this didn't feel like cartoon anymore it didn't feel like the same yeah, it doesn't really feel the same. I suppose the big question at hand would be, with uh, cartoons, do you really think that they there's an age limit to watching cartoons? Depends on the cartoon. For some cartoons, I um I don't really think there is. There isn't really... Well, actually, some cartoons I don't think is probably for young children to watch. And there's some cartoons I don't really think adults would enjoy watching. Because some cartoons are aimed towards young children, that's sort of the humour that's within them, mm-hmm. and an older person may not actually enjoy it. And there's some cartoons that are actually geared towards older people, and a younger person won't understand the humour that's actually being portrayed in it. That's a good point. And do you think that, uh, I'm sorry, I know I'm just interviewing here, but <laughs> I've got a lot on my mind here. Uh, do you think that with um, all these all the available shows that they are to watch do you think that they're segregated enough so do you think that a child might actually stumble across an adult show and then get exposed to this stuff i do think so because a lot of say adult cartoons are shown say six o'clock onwards mm-hmm. um and a, chi- a child isn't likely to be on the tv by themselves at six o'clock they usually probably have if they are uh on the TV they probably have a parent nearby mm-hmm. who can tell them not to watch say a science show yep. um, but uh, I think for more uh, adult and more mature uh, content say where explicit language is used and s- stuff I think that's shown after 9 o'clock or 9.30 is it? I believe so so young children are got likely to be awake during that time anyway or that aren't likely to be watching the TV at the time anyway. So I don't think it's sort of really a problem. Yeah, that's a good point there. Well, I think generally, um, with if you look at the, the children nowadays, the the youth of today, who uh, do you think that they've grown up with a completely different view on TV to what we were used to? Because even though there's not there's only a couple of years in between us and them, like we we're 16 years old, they might be let's say five or six literally a 10 year difference but do you think that they grew up with a completely different view on tv than we did yeah because i know a lot of toddlers now i've seen that they instead of turning on say a tv channel to listen to nursery rhymes they can go on youtube put youtube on the tv and play it on there that's true and play whatever nursery rhyme they want whereas uh, when us growing up it was like limited probably like two three channels we did dedicated tv and that was sort of what we'd watch throughout the day whereas a child now can literally pick out any show they want and they can put it on 
Yeah, it's kind of sad to think about that. TV is just there to stream your phone now instead yeah. of uh, you watching the TV. All, all it is now is just a place that you can go online or you can get your phone to make it onto the TV, whatever you want on your phone, and put it on the TV. Yeah. It's no longer, TV is no longer really a TV. Yeah. It's more like a projector. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, we're coming down to the last 30 seconds of our show. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed it as much as Akib has. And he looks like he hasn't enjoyed it at all. <laughs> um, if we have offended you, we apologize. Uh, as always, you can tune in to our uh, repeats on uh, when on Saturdays at 8 p.m. Uh, we have our podcast on, on iTunes and Spotify. And as always, stay tuned. Assalamu alaikum. Community Connect, connecting the community. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org? And follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at InspireFM Luton.